Hello and welcome back to Run Story with Lini O'Connor. This is episode number three with Manu Palos. I am so excited to share his story with you. This actually is episode number three, take two. The previous episode number three just disappeared from my computer after it was edited. Manu was kind enough to come in and do a take two with me. I'm super excited to share his story. He has a really great origin of running story and the most wonderful laugh that you will ever hear in your life. Here he is, Banu Palos. episode three take two (laughs) so funny story we actually recorded this like what a month ago that sounds right it sounds it sounds right we we recorded it it was awesome yeah and I edited the whole thing which is really hard for me because technology is like not my friend (laughs) and then it just disappeared from my uh computer oh man bummer that's such a bummer. But you know what? We overcome. And we do things over if we need to. <laughs> so, Manu was kind enough to join me again for take two. So here we go. Welcome back. Thanks for having me again. Oh my god. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. Bless your heart. <laughs> well, since last we talked, you have run marathon number 25. I have, yeah. Hooray. Yeah, it was uh, actually over a week ago. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. The Kenosha Marathon? Uh, Or is it called the Kenosha Marathon? Or is it a marathon in Kenosha? Uh, So this small little town in Kenosha, Wisconsin, decided no one else took the name of the Wisconsin Marathon. Oh, okay. So they decided to just spearhead and say, we're the Wisconsin Marathon. Wow, anyone could have taken that name, really. Milwaukee, Madison, Green Uh Bay. It was up for grabs, but they decided, nope, we're going to be Wisconsin. Okay. So... Yeah. All right. <laughs> Look at them no. taking initiative. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it, it was actually a really fun course. It was like a, a really t- small course mm-hmm. in comparison to everything else. Like, as so, in, like it loops around. Uh, there were a few loops. Uh, there were like a couple loops uh, going around, but uh, at least in terms of like the number of runners. Oh, okay. The New York City Marathon, there's over 50,000 finishers. Mm -hmm. This had 331. Wow, that's a small race. Yeah. Did Um, you, and you felt like you were taken care of along the way? I felt like, yeah, I felt like it was good. There were a lot of water stops. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was really solid. The only weird part, uh, I think, on this course, I was going to write a review about it on, like, there's, you ever been to the website Marathon Guide? to like read up on marathon. no yeah. but i need to go to there <laughs> yeah. it's a good resource if you're like trying to find like oh marathons. you know what i have yeah i know what you're talking about yes i have been there that is a very good resource yeah i was gonna probably go on there and write about this but like somewhere around like between like mile nine and mile 12 there's a stretch of road um so there's the marathon and the half marathon mm-hmm. there's this part section where like you're it's all one road um you're on you're running mile nine and the opposite side should be mile 12 of the runners coming back 
What the organizers didn't really do a great job of, though, and maybe because, like, either there weren't enough volunteers, Mm -hmm. is that somewhere along the way, for whatever weird reason, there's this stretch where, like, suddenly, like, the runners sort of crisscross. Oh, no. Yeah. And so, so, like, anyone that was coming the opposite way is now, like, like, running towards you. Yeah. (laughs) And you have to go the other way. And on the other side, like, other side of the road. Uh, And then you have to turn around. (laughs) <laughs> like okay. on the other side. Oh wow. And you have to crisscross again. And like it's so weird because like all these runners that are like coming at me are all telling me like, stay on your road. And I'm like I, uh, I, don't, I don't know, know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know? And then like coming back, there are other runners doing the same thing, like, stay on your road. I'm like, I did. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Like some people and no one's wrong, uh-huh. but no one yeah. Um, so it's just yeah. It was just so, Shoot. It was, that was the only weird part. Yeah. So other than that, like it was a mostly flat course. There were like a, some dirt, miles nineteen, about nineteen twenty three or dirt roads, which wasn't bad. It was a nice scenery change. Yeah. There. Was it dusty? No. Like, no. It was like I mean, I like the weather. It was like a little humid at the start. Okay. Like, it was like forty two degrees. Oh so, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was fine. But then, like, once the temperature picked up and the humidity went down, then it was, like, then you started to feel it in the yeah. later miles, and it was, like, okay, yeah. Other than that, like, my, like, my feeling was good. I, I felt good in the later miles, and mm-hmm. then around, like, mile 21, I just, like, hit, like, it just hit the wall and just cramped up horribly. Oh, no. Yeah. It was just, yeah, just, like, like, pulled, like, a muscle in my adductor and then just suddenly had to, like, cobble it a walk. Oh, no. Yeah. It was just one of those moments where, like, several medics and like like two or three police officers going over to me like asking do you want to stop I'm like, and I knew if, like if I did that would, that would have been yeah. it I'm like no no so, I don't like no, no. <laughs> so it's like nah, I gotta keep going mm-hmm. it's like and I guess they must have seen how pained I looked yeah and I got through with them yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Awesome. So, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. ran the Flying Pig. How was that? It was so much fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I really, I've been sick on and off okay. all winter and all spring. Okay. So I haven't trained as well this time around as I would have liked to. So the recovery was actually hell yeah. <laughs> because I just, mentally, I can run 26.2 miles. Sure. Any day of the week. Honestly, but physically, like you really just have to do the work and, and I just wasn't quite there, Okay, but it was a really, really fun race. Um, it's another race where it's full marathon and there's also a half marathon at the same time. They break off the half marathon broke off at about mile eight. Okay. It was a hilly course, but net downhill. So, like, you really could PR oh, wow. okay. in this race if, if you were strategic about it. I did not. <laughs> but you, it can be done, for sure. And oh, it is a Boston qualifier, so there's that. But, yeah, at, at mile, like, 5.8, I want to say it was, there's this huge uphill, and I was like, oh, God, this is it. Okay. This is it. Wow. And, okay. yeah, we got through that. And, like, there were some little hiccupy hills throughout the rest of the race, but nothing nothing like that. The views were spectacular. There was nice. like this really cool view over a cliff looking out onto the the Ohio River, which is gorgeous. Oh, wow. Someone got married. What like yeah, someone nice. pulled off. And I had seen it was this woman running in a veil. 
a bridal veil, like, oh, wow. and, and like a little white running outfit. Yeah. And, and people were all talking, they were like, oh yeah, that's the couple that's getting married. And I was what, like at the finish line? They were like, no, they're pulling over to get married during the race. And then they're going to finish the race. And they did. They stopped. Wow. Yeah. They stopped right at that hill. That's like, just like what happened at the Brooklyn Half a couple of years ago. Did that happen at the Brooklyn Half? Yeah, there was a couple that was that decided during the race, like in Prospect Park, mm -hmm. they were gonna pull over. That is awesome. And just like had like an like I guess arranged for like an impromptu wedding, mm -hmm. and then so cool. And then just hop right back on mm -hmm. as husband and wife, and then hey. just finish the half together. Look, if that's your thing, go for it. <laughs> go for it. Awesome. Cool. Very okay. cool. Yeah. So that's what we've both been up to <laughs> since we last recorded and told your story. But let's tell it again. It's a good story. It's pretty good. It is a really good story. And now I know it this time, so I know the questions to ask. <laughs> so let's start at the beginning. When did you start getting into running? I started running uh, in 2001. I started just because I was obese. I needed to, I, I, when I was in college, I started, I was like a little over 110 pounds. And then like, and then I was doing like the whole freshman 15, but it was like year after year after year. <laughs> just, it just kept going. Just building 15, 15 Right. 15. <laughs> and then like. Compounding. Yeah. yeah. And then I turned 21 and then like suddenly beer was thrown in the equation mm -hmm. and then it just, just went even higher up. 2001, around that summer, I was like obese uh, about 190 pounds. I was using an inhaler often. Mm -hmm. I think like one day I was just like so fed up. I just pulled myself up, peeled myself off the couch, threw on some cross, my Reebok cross trainers and just, and just like said, all right, I'm just like, just like so fed up. I was like almost crying. I was just like, mm -hmm. I like, I need to do something. And just, I just thought, okay, let me just run for one minute. That's it. Just like, go, just get the fuck out of this house. Like mm -hmm. get out. And I just went. I think I just went. Me out of, like, frustration, anger, all of this. I'm just, like, mm -hmm. sprinting for, like, a minute. And then, like, time was up. I did it for a minute. I was, like, happy to know I just did it for a minute. It's like, good. Okay. Okay. I'm not, like, I'm not, I don't think I'm this, like, of this blob of nothing. I can do a minute of running. Yeah. Great. Now let's do it for two minutes. Mm -hmm. And then see how that goes. I burned myself out from, like, that minute. So then it was, like, super tough. Try to go. It was good that I did that, though, because right there and then I learned, okay, this is not supposed to be easy. Yeah. I have to, like, learn how to, like, pull back on there. I mean, it's, it's funny how, like, that was one of my first lessons on, like, on learning to run by effort. <laughs> and just kind of, like, taught me there. It was like, okay, there are times when you need to, like, pull back and go easy on there and times when you need to, like, go all out. Today is not that day. <laughs> right. And, but that's something you learn through trial and error. Oh, big time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, there are times when, like, when I was learning to lose weight, it was like all these things I was doing were just all, it was all really accidental. Mm -hmm. Like, I just really just started doing that. And then, and then only when I started reading about it, like, things like that, I was like, oh, I've been doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And then just started slowly, little by little, started making changes changing my diet, definitely walking more, like doing more cross training. And just little by little, it started happening on there. But I think like it took me maybe, I mean, I think a year into it, I think I lost about 25 pounds. Okay. And then like the following summer, I had a new roommate in college who uh, was a grad student who 
who was way more into going to the gym mm-hmm. and also like really into like doing the, like hitting the weights. Mm-hmm. And I was like super intimidated with like doing weights. So yeah. like having him there really helped a mm-hmm. lot. I think like my previous roommates were just more party goers and just trying to get that pull to get them to go. Mm-hmm. So having him really helped and like, cause he would show me like, like certain weight routines, all the weight machines. And then like, then I felt like less intimidating. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was, I'm like, okay, I, I could I think I could do yeah. this. So, and it's like, and not only that, just but like getting the routine down so you're not hurting yourself. Right, that's important. Right, and then once I started doing that, and then making that a habit over and over, then it just felt like, okay, I've got something here. And then really, like, really ha- doubled down even more on like my diet, stuck to that even more to my guns, and then I think by that point it was like everything I, I was I was burning even more, losing even more weight. Mm-hmm. Um, in a shorter amount of time. And then I want to say it was like around October, like this company I was working for, they had this philanthropic committee. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is at the point now, like October 2002. So they had, uh, I was working for this software distributor and they had a philanthropic committee where if you brought in like a, a pamphlet for like a, like a 5K or 10K race that was for a nonprofit charity, mm-hmm. they would sponsor your entry fee. Awesome. So, <laughs> yeah. So, like, there was, like, a 5K that they were sponsoring for that where uh, it was going towards the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, it was, like, a turkey trot in one month. Uh, so it was, like, I was, like, oh, sweet, done. I can do that. I'm, like, like, that'll give me even more reason to, like, hammer home. So I'm, like, okay, I'll sign up. This will give me a deadline mm-hmm. uh, and see what happens. <laughs> so, and then, so as soon as I signed up, like, that night, I, like, went back to, went to the track and just went into, like, a run-walk routine, just try to go as much as I could on there. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, finally, like, a month later, the day the race comes, it was, like, really chill, like, it's a really cold day in Lancaster, like, a small suburb in Buffalo, mm-hmm. and I put on the, like, these, like, really thick, uh, oh, gosh, uh, sweatpants, and, <laughs> and I put them on, but then, like, good, the good news, I find, is that suddenly, like, my like my sweatpants are too big for me. Well, so, that's good news and bad news during a race, <laughs> right? But then, like, but then, like on on the other hand, like they're a little, a little too loose for me now. So it's right. like, so like I had to really find a way to like loop, like tie them up <laughs> as much as I could. But then on top of that, like my wallet, my keys were all in there. So it's like. <laughs> So I start I run with all this, but it's like it's like sagging and I'm yeah. pulling this all up. My laces, my shoelaces are coming undone, and I'm like stopping to. I'm like the worst uh, <laughs> shoe tire. To this day, I'm still the worst. I like triple knot my shoes. Oh, do you really? I'm a, I'm a double knotter. Yeah, for sure. I like I still do like the butter bow tie. Oh, thing. you yeah. like circle, circle. Yeah, and like okay, yeah. yeah. I still do that. Wow. Like, so still got the training wheels on over there. Huh? <laughs> That's just... 25 marathons <laughs> You know they have those those thingies now that that they're rubber bandy kind of. I had those at one point uh, on one of my racing shoes, but it was like kind of a little too tight. Um, yeah, I have a really high end step. I can't wear stuff like that. I yeah, have to, I have to be be a ninja about how I I lace my shoes. Yeah, and I think it's just yeah. I think it's just like I mean, it is a good idea actually. But like, I mean, I'm I'm good now. Like, I, okay, yeah, okay, I still, I still, you got it now. <laughs> I, but yeah, I did that. I was like doing that over and over. Uh, I finished the race eventually in like a little over forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like love it. I mean, there was a part of me that was like happy I did it. 
I was so struggling, though. It was, like, still mm. tough. Yeah, like, about when I was about to cross that finish line, like, I was, like, struggling. There was, like, this... Suddenly, like, as I'm about to, like, get closer, 30 years older than me surges past me and, like, just, like, crosses the finish line. She's going nuts. Her friends are celebrating with her. And I'm, like, just barely, like, just, like, swinging my arms. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm in slow-mo as I'm, like, trying to, like, go and, like, everyone's still, like, celebrating... And then eventually I cross the finish line. I'm like a wreck. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they're going nuts. And I'm like, I'm only 24. Like, <laughs> I feel like I have like I have nothing left. What's going on here? Like, she feels like, she, I feel like she had she has some still energy to like go to a rave. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But she had built the habits that yeah. you were creating. Yeah. And so can you tell me a little bit about how you went from, how you evolved your daily habits, I guess, yeah. is my question. I had to, like, well, I think I really just started by, like, just developing, I guess, building up that patience. Mm-hmm. And I and really just humbling myself by telling myself, this isn't going to be, this isn't going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. If If I'm going to, like, whatever it is I'm going to do, whether it's lose all this weight and be healthy. If if that's my goal, I have to really take my time on this. I don't know how long this could take. I mm-hmm. really don't. All I thought to myself was, this is going to come. I just have to like take a deep breath and just know that I have to take this in little baby steps. Mm-hmm. Just try to measure it week after week. That's really all I did. It mm-hmm. was just like, all I told myself is like, just take little steps here and there. Yeah. And that's it. I, I just... I had to just reinforce that to myself and tell myself that, okay, I have this routine, just stick to that. Yeah. I think, like, routines, you, you, what, I, from what I read is that if you, if you do something for, like, at least five days straight, mm-hmm. um, then you're at least able to keep it going yeah. from there on in. So really, it was just being able to stick to, like, a pattern mm-hmm. and, and stick to that. I didn't have anything else for myself except just do that over and over and that was it i just like really i mean i'll i just like i mean i split eating plain oatmeal what i think what was it no, i cut out all the fast food i think i went out far less. i did i still went out on occasion but probably like far less for like beer or anything else like yeah. that yeah i think like i think i drank more like a lot more water and that was really it i mean i just i just sucked to that more than anything there was probably a period where i probably didn't go go out too much and i just stuck with like just staying inside if I wanted to go out, I'd probably just rent a movie or something. Mm-hmm. So, and and then eventually, like, just did like like anything else. I just like watch my weight and just and and then over time, finally, like some I you never notice it like when you see it, but then like other mm-hmm. people start telling like, oh hey you, yeah, oh hey you lost some weight here, like and, and but you never feel it. And it's right. Like, it's like uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying. <laughs> That sounds good. And it was like, all right, well, if it sounds like I'm doing good, so let me just keep going. And I think that's really it. It was just like just keeping that pattern going and then just reinforcing that to myself. That, yeah. Okay, you're you're doing good. Just stick to it and and just reminding myself that God, that I'm okay. Mm-hmm. That I'm not only that, but like I'm I'm good. I'm good enough. And just yeah. being 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 able to like be okay with myself. That is awesome. So I know when I was first building the habit of running, I could do a few miles, up to a handful of miles. I would say up to five miles. Yeah. And like on the day that I went for a five mile run, I was like, everybody, I went for a five mile run. 
and it would be all over Facebook, <laughs> which I am not on anymore. Going from that to running a half marathon to running a full marathon, I really had to keep myself honest. And one of the ways that I did that was I would sign up for the, the weekly races yeah. at New York Roadrunners. Because the more races I did, the more likely I was to stick to a training routine right? week to week. Mm. So that's kind of what I did. Did you do, do anything like that? I think like that when I did that when I signed up for that 5k I felt like that was a way to sort of keep me honest. Yeah. Yeah. It was just to make sure that I, I held that I held myself accountable. Yeah. Cuz I felt like there were times I may have, I would help, like maybe like not go to the gym as much maybe cuz like I, I might have been busy with like grad school with like classes and everything else yeah. so then okay, let me do this that way at least I know that I have this deadline net for sure. This really it will like get me going on. Mm-hmm. So, and it was like a manageable thing. It wasn't like, oh, I have this marathon in a month. Oh, got a good, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, at least with like a 5K. That's like, okay, like I already have some kind of fitness thing going here. I can still do this. I just have to like really like make sure I get this going on here. Like go to yeah. the track, go run, like try to run for like 20 minutes with some walking in there and like see how that goes. And like over time be like, okay, good. Now you did this. Let's like in, in a couple days, let's aim for 25 minutes now mm-hmm. and just see how that goes. And it was just really just like measuring by that time on there. And like ultimately I think by the end, my goal was like making sure I ran for like 30, at least 30 minutes. Cause I mm-hmm. assume like, okay, 10 minutes a mile. I'm like, okay, I think I could do a 5k in 30 minutes. I, you know, in my head. Yeah. But yeah, and, and so it was just kind of holding myself accountable with that, with like that deadline looming over me. And then once it finally like came in, I felt really good knowing I did it. Right after that, I knowing like knowing what I where I was at afterwards, it was a good barometer. Yeah. And then also it was just a good reminder, like let my remind myself like okay, here's where I'm at now. If I want to get better, here's what I should do to get to the next level on there, mm-hmm. and just push myself even harder. Mm-hmm. And I think I was just like, I wouldn't say hard on myself. If I really want to get better at this, I really got to hammer it down. And I think like I was just, at that point I had built in, I just had this system in, in like in, in me at that point, I was already like very self-reliant yeah. that I could just go. Like I didn't like, I'd be like having a roommate there like to go to the gym, but like, yeah. if that was, if, if he wanted to. But like at that point I was like, I'm doing this. I'm no matter what. If you're coming with me or not, I'm going. The winter, I would just be like at the in the weights on the track. Any any like cardio machine, I was on it. I think that there were times where I'd be up in the gym in the during the school year for like almost two two and a half hours a day. Mm-hmm. Like it was like kind of crazy, but like I was just like so focused. Just because like I, not only like did I want to make sure I lost this weight, but I wanted to make sure like I was ready. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Totally. So yeah. To dig a little bit deeper into why. Yeah. It's so important. I think you have to have some kind of deeper reason. And with you, your father was having health trouble. Yeah. Going back to all the issues, like the weight and everything, on my dad's side of the family, my dad and a lot of people on my dad's side of the family have had had issues, heart problems. Mm -hmm. Either they've had like heart attacks uh, or or at least high blood pressure. Yeah. For me, it was just making sure I got that weight down to like a healthy level so that not only was it important for me to at least be healthy, but I'll get that down on there. Yeah. Yeah, so that was huge. So it was like a week after I did that 5K, 
what was it? I was at home and my and my sister calls me and she goes, "Hey, uh, what, what are you, uh, you okay?" And I'm like, yeah, "What's going on?" And she tells me like, "Dad's in the hospital. He just had a stroke." I was like just floored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened was apparently he was out. Uh, he was at his sister's house and he was just. He had this really bad habit of not taking his meds because mm-hmm. uh, he's also a type two diabetic. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, do it. So he really was not taking care of his meds, uh, taking his meds, taking care of himself, and just not watching his blood pressure. So he really, like, it was all that. Plus, he was drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. All that kind of came together, and then suddenly, at his, I mean, he was at his sister's house. My sister was a nurse, so at least she acted quick. But right away, it was just not good. And so then he was he was okay, and he still is. I mean, he's a lot better now with yeah. taking taking his meds. He doesn't drink anymore. But, yeah, I don't think he's he's not really as active as me. I mean, he probably, like, walks a little bit, but, like, that's about it. I think, like, afterwards, I thought, okay. It was a good reminder, though, that, okay, yeah. this is why I'm doing this. Because I don't want that to happen to me. And I've had, like, other relatives in my family that have come close. Mm-hmm. Not on that level, but at least in terms of, like, having, like, really ha- like, really bad hypertension. So it's just... Yeah, it's it's just interesting because like I, if anything, like my mom just only now, just like she's like almost seventy, and she's been pretty good about it about her blood pressure, but only in the last year did her blood pressure just start to climb. Okay, yeah, like not to like a high level, but just over, just slightly over normal. Yeah. So like she's been okay. My sisters are having some issues on there, but trying to manage that, and then me, I'm just low. <laughs> so yeah, but you've done a lot of work. Yeah. To achieve that. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, I've just been lucky. It's just, yeah. So I'm so No, lucky. you haven't been lucky. You've put in the work. Yeah. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. I need you to tell me about Boston. The Boston Marathon. Which is, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, your marathon PR. It as is. Well. To this day. Yeah. I think I should tell you more about before. Like just trying okay. to qualify yes. for that. Oh, yeah, of course, the qualification process. So, at the time, it wasn't as strict. Before they changed it, for me, I needed a qualifying time of 3 hours, 10 minutes, 59 seconds. Whereas now, I would need... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still a fast time. It's, it's a pretty fast time. Whereas, like, if I was at, like, if under the current system now, I think 26-year-old me would have needed just under 3.05 plus, yeah. like, a cushion of time which I don't think I would be able to get yeah. anywhere now. So, and I spent like maybe about a year, I think, like when I started with Chicago, that's when I think that was when I first decided to set the goal. My hometown, like, right? Yeah! Can you say City? Yes! Uh, and that's when I kind of set that goal of like trying to qualify. Yeah. And, and How'd I, you do in Chicago? I ran a 319, okay. at, which, at, which was a PR at that time. Right. Fell short. I was like, I was on point, but then hit the wall and then like just missed it. I'm still happy with it. Then I tried in the my next marathon, trying to do it, trying to run three ten, hit the wall badly there. My training, I don't think, was that good. Finished in it was the LA Marathon. Uh, ran a three twenty nine, but I was kind of bummed at myself. Like I was like really hard on myself at this mm-hmm. point. The following weekend. I went to, like, there's, like, this place in Buffalo, uh, outside of Buffalo, around near Rich State, oh, uh, where the Buffalo Bills play. Yeah. Oh, gosh. There's, like, the, this set of mountains up there, which, like, Allie Kiefer sometimes trains on. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's, su- like, there's, like, a really good set of hills there you can go run Sweet. on. 
it was like a half hour drive from my house. So like I drove out there. This is a week after my marathon. And I decided to do two 12-mile runs. One on Saturday and one on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Just do it on the toughest hills. Even though I'm not like covered technically, I just went out and did that. And then just every weekend, all my long runs... I would drive out here like on those hills and just like push myself mm-hmm. just because like I really wanted to like so bad like improve so bad. Mm-hmm. My next marathon, the San Francisco marathon, I just missed qualifying by a minute. My so going back to my shoelaces. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh no! Oh god! <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember. The, do you remember the Brooks Racer STs? racing shoe it's like it has these thin pair of laces okay i don't remember this okay they still had them a few years ago that was my racing shoe around like mile 14 mile 15 my laces come undone oh no so i try to grab i try to i stop to try to lace it so uh at the same time like my hand uh my hand that i was clutching my power bar with uh-huh had gotten numb Uh-oh. so it felt like like novocaine was injected yeah. into it so like trying to grab it it was like yeah it felt like it was like, <laughs> like you up. have like a noodly hand yeah like, yeah like what's happening <laughs> <laughs> and it took me like almost a minute and a half oh. just trying to even get one out yeah before i could like just and it just it was a, it was a mind fuck. It yeah. really like, yeah. it screwed with me so bad. And then just to be on the same side, I'm like, let me check the other one. <laughs> like, uh, like, just like I don't know. Yeah. And like I'm like freaking out. And like and I finally get that. And like I'm like stupid hands. Like, so like wake up. Like ugh. like just doing whatever yeah. I can. Mm-hmm. And finally I do it. I'm like and then I'm like sprinting even harder now. Yep. Go and like panic. <laughs> panic oh sprint. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this is weird. This is time. Like, fortunately, like San Fran, like, but the hill training, like, that came in handy. Yeah. Because I was so ready. It wasn't as hilly as I thought it was going to be. Okay. If it was, I, at least, like, there was, like, a lot of downhill. Okay. So I was just so ready. And I think just in panic mode at that yeah. point. And I finished in, like, three hours, 11 minutes, 50 seconds. Okay. Just missing. And. It was it was a PR. Yeah. It was I mean, a huge PR, but I just missed it. Yeah. It was like I was I was bummed, but then like at least like afterwards, like I was like thinking about it and I'm like, okay, if it wasn't for the lacing, I got I had that. So <laughs> the lacing and the the fallen asleep arm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so like, okay, no excuses. I yeah. got this. Stay, like stayed the course. Like I found like another marathon three months later in Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. and just stuck to it. And just like really same hills, just kept going, stuck to everything. Totally. And then the morning of it's so the Niagara Falls marathon. It like starts um, just outside of Buffalo at the Albright Knox Art Gallery, and then crosses over into Canada and finishes at at Niagara Falls. Yeah. And it's a pretty good course too. Mm-hmm. So it's I think like midway through there was like this dude I, I was like seen kind of far away in like in his orange ja- jacket but i just kept my eye on him like thinking to myself like okay i'm gonna get to this guy mm-hmm. just gonna get to him over time i the distance started to close yeah and all i can think is like okay i got him i got him i got him like just stay stay the course the last like six like 10 kilometers are approaching and i'm just like i'm like oh my god go 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 and like i had no garment or anything like that i'm like, just going by just like this like little like like regular hand watch just keeping my eye on that 
finally, like, I'm, like, calculating also, like, how much I have left on here and just going by that. Yeah. Finally, I, like, see, like, I have one more mile, like, just going all with all with my heart with anything I have left. And then finally, like, I get so much closer to him. He's, like, getting closer. And then I see, I get to, like, the finish, and I see the time, and it says, like, 3.08. Uh, it just turns 3.08. Ah! And I was like, oh, my God! Ah! Oh, my God! And I'm, like, flipping out. I'm, yes. like, slowing down. I'm, like, and I'm, like, screaming, I'm gonna make it! I'm gonna make it! And I'm, like, slowing down. I'm, like, super excited. And then I finally cross, like, as I cross, he's stopping, the guy in the orange jacket. I tell him right away, like, I, I had my eye on you for the last, like, Aww. like 12, 13 miles. He, and it was like, I told him, like, all I could think was, like, stay on. All I could think of myself, like, I need to stay on you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, what are you talking about? You, like, you did, you, you did everything. You did all the work. Like, you crossed that finish line. Like, you're going to Boston. He's right. You he's did right. that. You did it. And he said that, and... After he left, it just, like, stuck. It's just, those yeah. words, like, just stuck with me. And, like, I fell apart. Aww. I was, like, I just, like, immediately, like, called my, uh, like, a couple of my friends, and I was, like, crying. Aww. <laughs> like, just, like, uncontrollably. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's a big moment. Oh, it's huge. That's so, so cool. <gasps> and the rest is history. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> That's so cool. Now you're a coach, too. Yeah. Which you help other people do what you've accomplished, which is so cool. Yeah. How is that going for you? I really enjoyed that process of just helping a runner unlock some part that they probably didn't know that they were aware that they had, Mm -hmm. like someone like unlock potential, and just helping them realize that. Actually, just like this, just this past weekend, I was actually just coaching a runner in Astoria who, like, mm-hmm. who said she just lost eighty pounds. Wow! In the past year, I'm like, geez, what do you like? What do you need me? <laughs> what do you need me for? <laughs> like, I, I almost kind of wanted to say that, but I, she just wanted me to make sure that, like, that, like, she was doing everything right. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I just, yeah. So I mean, we did some warm ups and then just kind of pushed her on the right track with, like, the with a run. Like, kept her pace on there, and then just pushed her on there, and, and just answered any questions she had. But she felt super inspired afterwards, because, like, yeah. she felt like, oh my god, like, yeah, like, I felt, I wasn't sure if I was doing any of this right, but, like, I feel really good knowing, like, I'm doing so well on this. Yeah. And it was like, of course, yeah, totally. Yeah, well, yeah. it's, it's, running is a funny thing, because it's, you run by yourself. It's technically not a team sport, but the community is part of it. Yeah. It's almost like it's a team sport, but it's not a team sport. Yeah, totally. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is the sort of thing where, like, when you're... You can only do so much on your own. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you can do some training on your own, but then, like, I feel like if you're running with other people, though, yeah. you're, you're, way, you're just inspired even more so to yeah. push yourself. And, they're, and they, in turn, are going to push themselves as well. Yeah. So it's just, in, in that sense, very much, like, a big community in that sense and kind of pushing yourself i've never had i've never been on a club or anything like that uh-huh. like i felt like i think just every with all everyone i've been with like i felt like that was like kind of in a way like a very unofficial club in and of yeah. itself i don't really need all that mm-hmm. I, I like i felt like i've done that yeah so like i i feel like when i run with other people or find people i can run with 
whenever they get whenever they end up running faster, I'm always inspired from a, from a running standpoint because mm-hmm. they're pushing themselves and, and really and that's inspiring. They're finding this like incredible potential, and it's like, man, you are you are going so hard out here. What am I complaining about? <laughs> I, I remember like years ago there was like a runner that 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 was just excited about just keep being able to go out and run in the freezing cold, and yeah. here I am like like complaining about going to do like a long run in the cold and she's going to be out there even longer than me what am i complaining about just yeah there's a difference between i have to i want to and i get to yeah oh big time big time difference yeah accepting that and welcoming those words i i want to i get to yeah into your vocabulary is Super helpful in terms of building those habits that we're I, talking about. I've found that when I've, I've replaced, like, I have to do with I get to, that's yeah. a huge difference mm-hmm. maker on there. Cool. The other thing that we <laughs> absolutely <laughs> must talk about okay. is you and I met during an improv show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes! 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 We met during an improv show. Yep. Dana Shulman is a person who has basically introduced me to everyone that I know except for my boyfriend who I met on tinder like everyone else is someone that I know because of Dana we'll find a connection right <laughs> between, Dana between Dana and Cameron yeah there's gotta be there, it's gotta be somewhere I just haven't found it yet because everyone I know save family and Cameron are people that people that I know through Dana Shulman, yeah. who I met as an improviser. I was an improviser. I think I was twenty six. So I was twenty six when I started running with the intention of running marathons. Yeah. This was also the same year that I started back taking improv classes. Okay. Because I have a degree in musical theater and everything, and you know, grew up in Chicago, so I always did improv. It was like always a thing that I was familiar with. Yeah. That year, I started running again, and I started improvising again. I found Dana Shulman. I, I met her in a class that we were taking together, and I left the city for a couple years. When I came back two years later, uh, I was living in Chicago for a couple years. I came back two years later. Dana had started running marathons, yeah. and I was like, now you start running marathons, and all of our other friends are running marathons? Right. What? <laughs> Now we have friends that run marathons? This is awesome! I should go away for a couple more years and see what else starts running. So Dana, because she got a bunch of people running and met other improvisers who were also runners, who she like adopted into her giant network of humans, she put together a show, which was, it was a team, we called ourselves The, the, the Sweaty Pits. Pits. Yeah. <laughs> Because we were, we were performing at The Pit, yep. which is the People's Improv Theater in New York City. So we did a sweaty pit show, and Benu and I met for the first time, and have been buddies ever since. Yeah. But yeah, that was a super fun show. Because I think it was like 12 of us that showed up, mm-hmm. and half of the people I didn't know. And we were just like, okay, and we're going to make some stuff up. Right, yeah. <laughs> People are going to sit there and watch us. Right, yeah. It's like, let's see how many jokes about body glide we can make. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then Dana later on, so upset that I did not discuss this with her in her podcast. Dana and I had 
a duo improv team called the Porta Hotties. Oh, the Porta Hotties. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, yeah two people shows. It was basically like we would put running gear on okay. and like our hydration belts and stuff okay. and everything and just do a show. <laughs> <laughs> It was the dumbest thing, <laughs> but also the most fun thing. I need a location that would be on, <laughs> on the stage. I need a, I need a topic that uh, someone might... Subway car. Yeah. Uh, like, right. I heard porta potty <laughs> uh, I need an object that you might find in a bathroom. <laughs> Toilet paper. Great. Oh, great. Okay, great. There's no toilet paper. <laughs> oh, God. We could go on all day. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, improv. So, so. We're both improvisers. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about how you got into that and why you got into improv. So I took like a little bit of a break from running. Yeah, I moved back to New York because I was going to school and living in Buffalo for ten years. And then I think like after after Boston, I know we like kind of, I didn't really mention how I did in Boston, but it was a PR. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Because we decided that I felt like the journey to Boston, the honestly, journey, yeah. was way more exciting. That's fair. So, like, just knowing that I finally qualified yeah. and felt I, I earned that. Like, the, the race, like, training for Boston, I'll be honest, was pretty stressful. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, because all I kept thinking to myself is, I need to run faster than this mm-hmm. and run my fastest. And it was just, like, just a mindfuck. Yeah. But, like, with all that, I felt like I burned myself out. Because, like, it was like, I finally did it. Now, like, what else do I need to do? Yeah. And then, I think just for the hell of it, I entered my name in the drawing for New York, for the New York City Marathon. And the previous two years, I didn't get in. Mm-hmm. So, I was just like, whatever. See what happens. <laughs> and that's when I finally got in. Of course. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <sighs> At that point, like, I reached that weird moment where I was like, kind of don't want to do it now. Mm. Like... Like, I was still really fast, and I still did, like, some races, and I still did really well, but, like, it just stopped being fun. Yeah. So, I, I think I just decided finally, like, that weekend when I was going to run New York, that's when I decided, that's when I'm going to move back to New York. Okay. So, like, I'd always, was born and raised in the city. My, my parents, like, are, live in New York, in Queens. So, like, whenever I came back to Queens, I always, like, came back and saw shows, uh, yeah. comedy shows and I had heard about improv um, like I heard about like shows at UCB and the pit and I and, like I remember like getting really obsessed with improv I think I just told myself like one day I think uh one year around that time like okay if I ever move back I'm gonna like sign up for an improv class mm-hmm. because and then so like I finally did follow through on that like move back I'm like well fuck now I gotta do it so then like I think like a few months in I found a job and once I was making some really steady income then it was like all right let's find a class now there was like a, a class at the magnet it was like a free class free intro to improv class i thought okay this, this seems okay i could try this if this goes horribly i can at least say all right well it was free so no nothing lost the person who was leading the club this one day class was a guy named john o'donnell yeah and he was in there with me like i, I think i had my friend coming with me as well I think they were doing, like, this scene involving trying to hunt for aliens, 
but using equipment I rented, I borrowed from a rent-a-center. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's what I like. I just remember that. I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> um, there's this big guy that comes in, who later I found out to be Armando Diaz. Yes. So, uh, Armando Diaz, who's like the founder of the Magnet Theater, and the namesake behind the Armando Diaz experience, and the improv form, the Armando. (laughs) He's a legendary improviser and a fantastic storyteller. Yeah. Part of the crew that originally was at I.O. in Chicago and invented, literally invented long-form improv. Oh, yeah. An incredible laugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have a magical laugh, too, sir. I thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You really do. I, I feel like, though, like, if I hear his laugh, if, like, when there was a scene going on, it felt like it was, I was blessed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I heard this guy laughing, and I was like, like, what was this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this clown? Like, oh. yeah, who's this weird big Just guy? Just a legend. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. And then he's giving us uh, improv tips, too. I'm like... What do you know? (laughs) Yeah, you just walked in. (laughs) Yeah, like afterwards, uh, what was it? I was getting my stuff, and like John O'Donnell was like coming up to me and said, I was like, yeah, you were really good up there. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure if it was just like selling me on it, but I I felt pretty good. So I was like, okay, I think we'll do it. Yeah, and then, like, uh, I signed up, I think, I want to say a couple days later, and then, like, a month later, started taking uh, a level one at the Magnet. I, I think, that for me, it was less worried about trying to be funny, and honestly, it was just, at the very least, I honestly told myself, if I at least make, like, a few friends here and there, I was just happy with yeah. that. Yeah. Because I was still, like, kind of new, like, in a way, still kind of new yeah. to New York, so it was, like... Yeah, I don't really know a lot of people. So yeah, just... I remember I my first level one class at the pit. That night, Steve Soroka was the teacher. Yeah. He's fantastic. He would stand there at the door after class, and he'd go down the roster, and he'd be like, "Leany, are you coming with us to the bar tonight?" And he'd say, "Everyone, are you yeah. coming to the bar with us tonight? Are you coming to the bar with us tonight?" And like, I remember coming home that night and being like, "Oh my god, I have fifteen new friends! Right, this is yeah. the best thing ever!" Like, it was so cool though. Like, just like that experience though. That sh- like sharing that experience with like yeah. this group of people who you're just meeting. It's like, hey, we're gonna have some car bombs. Want to join us? <laughs> uh, oh god. Uh, I've never had a car bomb, but okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of enjoy it and being a part of that. There's still people from that level when I'm still like good friends with. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I've made a lifelong friends. Yeah. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Yeah. At the very least. So, yeah. And then get the improv bug and you start yeah. like going to shows and start doing scenes and mixers and, and then let me. Let me take the next level with with a bunch of people from level one, and then and then let me go see show the UCB, and then we see at the pit, and, and see how everyone else is doing it, and mm-hmm. like see how like, and then you just get caught up in the same way you do with like running. It's like this is so cool. Well, yeah, and here's here's why we're discussing the improv thing because I really do think that there are parallels between the improv community and the running community yeah. in the sense that. In improv, there's a saying that we have where we all go on, we look at each other in the eye and say, hey, I've got your back. Yeah. Meaning, if everything goes to hell on stage, 
I'm going to dive in there and help you out. Regardless of how it may, I may look like a fool, but I'm willing to do that for you. Right. Back in Chicago a couple years ago, my sister and I were living together and she's not a runner, but I had convinced her to do a 5k with me one day. And I was like, uh, we'll, we'll do brunch afterwards. And she was (laughs) like, okay, I got her out. It was the middle of, I think, July. There was fresh cut grass everywhere, and I like I I started sneezing on the course, and I had to pull aside because of a choo a choo a choo a choo a choo. Some guy runs over to me with a paper towel, just like a clean paper towel. He was like, "Here, do you need this to blow your nose?" And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so nice of you." He was like, "I I swear it's clean." I was Aww. like, "Thank you so much. That's really helpful." Nice. And my sister was like, "Man." Runners are really the improvisers of the sport world. (laughs) But they are. They are the improvisers of the sport world. I think we should end it there. (laughs) Because that's all wrapped up with a nice little bow. (laughs) See what happens when we do this twice? Perfection. (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. (laughs) Got it. So, I, is there anything else that you would like to say? Oh, gosh. I... Anything you want to plug? Group training at, at New York Roadrunners? Oh, wow. Yeah. There's a new session that's actually going to be starting up. Well, I don't know when this is going to air. Well, hopefully very soon. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come home from the Brooklyn Half Marathon and edit the crap out of this. <laughs> and then hopefully get it up by Saturday night. Okay. I mean, there's like a new session that's supposed to start up like next week, which is... The 22nd. Okay. But it's like an amended six-week session. Oh. Um, that might work out for some people, though. So, yeah. Six it's, weeks. It's like a six-week session from, like, the 22nd of May to, like, the end of June, Wednesday nights. Uh, and when you can't do Wednesday nights, there's Wednesday mornings at 6.30 a.m. Six, and evening 6.30 p.m. in Astoria Park. I think if you're a member of New York Brothers, it's, like, $75. So... That's not, not too shabby. Yeah. And... and Group training, I know, is a great resource for a lot of people. I know a lot of runners who have started in group training and wound up coaches. Yeah. Which is... Kind of crazy. Kind of crazy, yeah. but it happens. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like, I mean, for anyone that's, like, looking to try to get their brush up on their speed work before they start training for the marathon, it's a good way to do it on there. So I'll be I'll be there. Excellent. So All there right. you go. Well, thanks for doing a take two with me. <laughs> This has been fun. This was a lot. You want to do it again? No, I'm Let's kidding. Let's do it again. No. No. Don't, don't eat. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Tie your shoelaces, sir. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's it. We got to cut it off there. All right.